0: Something about starting a band name ceiling then everyone who liked our music would be ceiling fans <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh, okay <laughs> here we go hey, and, we're <laughs> <laughs> and we're off and we're off
0: Hey guys, Stupid Brothers Podcast here, presented by the Brotherly Game. It's me, AJ, here with... It's me, Luke. It's October 28th, and we are recording, I don't know, what four or five days after the Union's last game of the year. And it's a tough one.
1: Yeah, it's we're looking forward to this.
0: Yeah, this is kind of that podcast that we knew was coming at some point this year, and we really hoped it was going to come... In early November nof- 11th. November 11th after MLS Cup. But that is not the way. So tonight what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that Atlanta loss, our playoff loss. We'll kind of review a little bit of the season. Um, kind of just, I don't know, talk about feelings, I just guess. Just kind of air it out. You know? Yeah. And then uh, the second half of the show will kind of be a little bit of a recap of transfers and positional stuff we'll talk about who are we rooting for now we don't have the union in the playoffs so what's left i think that's the big question what's left what's left for the what's, <laughs> what's left <laughs> what do we do now <laughs> this is episode number 40 for the Doopy brothers so it's been a great 40 uh weeks of soccer podcasting with you um and i don't know we haven't really talked about the off season, so yeah. we'll just pretend we'll see you for 41 after this next week anyway Jersey number 40 has been worn by two guys. uh, Issa Ryan, who's currently with Bethlehem Steel, a 19-year-old right-sided player. Um, And also Gilberto, not of, I guess, the famous one.
1: More well-known one.
0: Yeah, he's a little lesser-known, Gilberto, but currently playing in Brazil and uh, in their first division. My computer is frozen, so that's where he is. Look him up if you want to. (laughs) (laughs) So last week, we got to play Atlanta. Before we get into the game, we want to give a shout-out to our little watch party. Um, usually, me and Luke watch by ourselves in, if we're in Fredericksburg,
1: but we, we had a legit party. We had a full table, basically, yeah. of people watching the Union game with us. It was yeah, fun. Went to a bar, a Legends Grill in Fredericksburg, and we had uh, our buddy Jonathan, who were trying to become, who's slowly becoming a Union fan. Yeah,
0: definitely an organic soccer uh fan like his it's been organic growth he's mm-hmm. come to a couple union games and he listens to the podcast so hey jonathan and he uh provides the podcast with beer from devil's backbone so yeah, thank you for that
1: uh then like the a bigger guest i would say yeah. would be uh our buddy zach Richmond who uh we connected with on twitter and he's from lynchburg virginia which is it's two hours away he made a, a big trip just to come down and watch the, the game with us So we we're super psyched by that it was a super fun time meeting ryan and uh being zach Jeez, Zach. I I was looking at Issa Rain's name. My bad. Uh, we didn't meet him. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah. So shout out to Zach. And and one of the coolest things from the other night was so our sister also met us at the bar. She was coming from North Carolina, not to z- watch the game with us, but um, <laughs> she met up with us and yeah. Uh, so we had a, a good
1: good amount of people there.
0: But but I wanted to say the story that Zach said is that he's got a buddy who's really gotten into union and soccer based on our podcast so that was like a really nice story to hear um so shout out to zach and i don't think we ever got his buddy's name but oh yeah shout out to you for uh listening to the podcast and getting into the game yeah Um, i'm glad he told that in front of our sister so our family now understands that this is a a real thing yeah we were very excited that she she heard that and uh zach will pay you your dues thanks for telling that (laughs) story all right so
1: there was a soccer game um i don't know luke uh, yeah it it wasn't fun um i think like it was just, it was just generally a disappointing game um we we were coming off a huge high of that that playoff win against red bull uh i mean it was be hard to top that no matter what but um going into atlanta we knew it was gonna be a tough task uh it and it just it just didn't happen uh, there was it looked we we're, were still kind of recovering from that Red Bull game it looked like a little little less energy on the field from the union um, I just I don't know I just feel like we just weren't maybe I'm not going to say we weren't up for it but it just we didn't have what it what it took to to win that game
0: yeah um, yeah we had a chance I keep thinking like we had a chance to plug it in get the game going and it was that Aronson play yeah Uh. F- Man, that would have been a whole different thing. We're only one down one nothing at that point. And sweet ball cutting through all of Atlanta's lines from Montero up to Santos. Squares it off to Aronson wide open in the middle. And it's it's like the first time all year that Brad Gazan has stopped our 18, now 19-year-old wonder kid, yeah. Brendan Aronson.
1: Unfortunate. And, and that came after uh, the Atlanta first goal, which was uh, just another... Difficult um, moment for Andre Blake. Uh, he there it was a it was a great play by uh, Atlanta's build up. Uh, Martinez made this really really smart pass to to gr- a running uh, Gressel.
0: Yeah, it wasn't even to Gressel. It was more towards the space where he knew Gressel right, should be going at, to. And
1: that's and that's where like this this Blake mistake. I'd still say it was a Blake mistake, but it was a definitely more reasonable uh, decision by him uh, compared to his you know his gaffes in against the Red Bull cuz it was a ball that like, passed to uh, just right in, right into the like just into the box to towards a running in Gressel. and Gressel was so far away from this ball that it, for Blake saw that and looked like he could uh <laughs> he could um get that ball but he was just a little slow and it ended up being maybe a not the best decision because we did have defenders behind the ball and he could have just stayed at home and probably saved um or made it more difficult for Gressel to put this one away and Unfortunately, it just didn't go our way, and, and Grossel made a good finish and, and chipped it over Blake. But um, but uh, yeah, that kind of set us up for uh, kind of a tough climb back into this game. Yeah, you uh, you really nailed it. Uh, it's an understandable mistake, but as watching,
0: it's just tough to see a ball go in the goal again with your keeper not in the goal. Right, because that happened a couple times against Red Bull, and then this game starts off with a goal where your keeper is. 16, 17 yards off his goal line. You're just like, oh, geez, Louise, come on. And our defense was not in the best of positions there, but it's just a big visual, not seeing your keeper between the post and the ball floating over a defender's head. Um, but, yeah, so so pity makes that pass to the space where Gressel is, and it does show this difference in, uh,
1: I guess, the haves and the have-nots. Just with, I mean, what is that guy worth right now? I, what they in the teens like, um, teens of millions. I don't know. It was like, what was it, thirteen, fourteen million? They they bought him for, yeah, maybe even more. I, I maybe low lowballing it, but yeah, like that guy's worth a lot of money. And and obviously he didn't have like, the year they expected him to have, but he just shows that kind of quality with the, with the ball like that. And yeah, and Gress, I, Gressel's been a really solid player for, um, uh, he's about
0: thirteen point five on mark on uh, transfer market. Wow. Um, so a lot of money for that guy. Gressels had a great year. Right now, he's actually in contract talks with Atlanta, and I saw something that he put out that he didn't want to talk about it because he didn't want to be upset. Hmm. Um, but then uh, Gonzalez Perez, he made a play within that buildup. It's just a lot of guys who kind of I don't want to say are at a higher level than the Union, but
1: I mean, generally, you could say you could definitely say that. about most of those guys, yeah. I mean, money money does talk. There's a reason sports. they're a reigning champion has won multiple trophies this year.
0: Yeah. So that happens and then the Brendan Aaronson thing does not happen. And after that I just felt like yeah, our feet were stuck in the sand or stuck in the mud and we could not get going. We definitely looked like the team that was more tired, who played a day more recent, who
1: played a longer game, more intense game.
0: And, yep. and it, I don't
1: know, and credit to Atlanta. Like their their defense really held strong and it was definitely it was a makeshift back line that we were kind of hoping we could expose that, but yeah. They really held strong, and, and it was really difficult for the Union Tech to really find a whole lot of space to, I don't know, get create threatening looks. Um, there's a couple of leg times they had Fabian isolated on the left, which looked kind of promising. He was able to cut on, on his right and, and take a couple of rips in the second half. But I, I don't know. The, the chances were pretty few, and, and it just, uh, I don't know. it. We just couldn't really find. We were trying to like, I don't know, find, find possession, but it just wasn't happening. I don't know. It was, just, it was tough to tough to watch, really.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned the Fabian thing, and I wonder if that was something that we kind of missed out on with... He never really... I mean, we all know he didn't play to the level that we wanted, but in this game, he was playing kind of the left wing, and twice he was able to cut in to his right foot and take a shot. And I wonder if we could have tried to use that more, try to give him more space to operate, um, not require so much on the, in the middle. I know that's where we kind of were hoping he would be, but... Right. Almost like a complimental Senior on the right, yeah, Fabian yeah. on the left with a striker and a ten in between. Um but yeah, it was it was tough. And then to end the game, uh I guess of all people, Gaddis had a giveaway in, right. in the offensive third. At that point we're pushing pretty pretty yeah. high up. We're trying to score. And then they they pretty much just play direct up to
1: uh Joseph, who just buries a left-footed shot. Yeah, this thing and was a rip. It was a really weird ball that Mark McKenzie just—I don't know—maybe misjudged, but it was just in like in like the most awkward spot where he just couldn't get any any touch on the ball. So he had to just—he was just chasing down Joseph, and it was yeah. a weird how he was facing though. So uh, the ball initially started on
0: the right side of the field, and Joseph is on the right side, and then when you see McKenzie tracking the ball, he's facing the left. He's facing the left, yeah. And so it's kind of weird that he never turned his shoulders to kind of face up. Uh, Martinez and where the ball initially was but eh, I mean it was a small thing and the whole team was pushing at that point but that one striker who Who scores that many goals every season? It makes a big difference and I mean All off season we'll be kind of watching like everyone else the unions transfers and see if we get anyone Who is kind of an alpha dog like that? We thought Fabian might have a shot at being that guy
1: Clearly it didn't happen, right? We but saw moments from guys like Casper stepping up to mm-hmm. be uh, a version of that kind of pr- kind of player. But, yeah, it's difficult. Especially, I mean, to, to stick on that point, it, it was a difficult game not having Casper to yeah. really help get our offense going and shift kind of those defenders around to maybe create more space. But, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to hang too much yeah, on this yeah. this game. There's it's, no point yeah, talking about no this one, one anymore. We're, all Union fans are kind of putting that in the past now and looking forward, so... I don't know. Let's uh, just forget about it. I guess. Yeah. All right. Let's move on. Yeah. Um, how does? Let's, f- <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> try, let's move on I, to our feelings about the game. Yeah, I, I try to make a good segue, but after saying that, it just doesn't work as well. But so, how does that game? How does that loss make us feel? As terms of, I don't know, comparing it to last year, or or thinking of this as like a uh, this playoff loss as a missed opportunity, or did we accomplish our goals?
0: Um so both i would say i mean I, I i think our everyone's goal coming into the season was let's let's get a home playoff game and let's win it yeah that's like i feel like that's what current like said before this right. started we we did that we did that but at the same time the whole time the season i mean we were we were playing so well we were in first place for half the season 17 weeks we were the first place team granted games in hand blah 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 but i also kind of felt like this was our year. I felt like we had a lot of pieces, pieces that could click, pieces that um, were all come together. And, you know, we found a left back who, holy smokes, this guy's good. And, well, maybe our 10 that we thought was going to be good isn't, but our homegrown is stepping into that position. Oh, this guy we got from France as a loanee. He's turning out to be a, a real solid piece. Bedoya was having his best season. Harris, who we thought was going to be a big liability, Ended up having his best season, and then this kind of uh, potluck of strikers up top ends up having a striker who had our second highest goal scoring season in the history, the history of the union. Yeah. Um, and and of all the strikers between him, Burke, uh, then we ended up picking up Wooten and Santos. Casper is probably the one I had the least faith in. Right. For coming sure. into the season. Yeah. Cause I didn't, I mean, we had him technically last year and we didn't have anything from him. I thought he was just a guy who was gonna be like a steel type player. And so it was just kind of this, where I was like, ah, I thought we had a chance. I thought we had a lot of kind of magic going for us, especially after that Red Bull win. It was like, man, this is, this feels like something different. Feels like a little bit of like destiny. Yeah. 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 The Doopy Brothers podcast finally got up <laughs> and going and uh, the team really felt that magic behind them. But um, yeah, so goal accomplished. But also missed opportunity. Okay,
1: yeah, I I, I definitely lean more towards uh, goal accomplished and feel relatively satisfied from this season. Um, I do I do understand that this definitely was a missed opportunity. I feel like, especially looking at the other teams in the East, no one seemed like uh, unbeatable. Um, our team, yeah, we did show a lot of a lot of this year. Played some really really good quality soccer that um, was encouraging and. And uh thought maybe we could, yeah, like push maybe a little further into the playoffs. But yeah, like what you said about the East, too. That's the other thing is like yeah. Toronto wasn't great. D.C. is always crap. Yeah, I mean, this wasn't like the Al- Atlanta down. looked better the year before. This this team looked like a little less. Um, yeah, I mean, you're missing a manageable. guy who went to EPL. Yeah. So, yeah, you're not going to be as good. And, and then the replacement was like a guy who barely didn't play as much, really. It was right. Like right on the bench. A lot of those games. So yeah, so like I felt like there's maybe there's a, a window for us to jump in, but um,
0: we missed and that's okay. Yeah,
1: yeah we missed, so, yeah. but uh, I don't know. At least we took the jump. Right. Uh, there's there's one thing I I really liked that um I saw on Twitter um Chris Gibbons all three points were, um, had a tweet after this game, or shortly after this game, and, and just compared it to or, I don't know he put a screenshot out of uh the Phillies um kind of progress leading up to the World Series, and it was just it just pointing out the kind of this like marginal growth where like they. Won the NL East, they got to the, it got into the playoffs. Then the next round, they got a little further, and then they got a little further, and then they won the World Series. And I feel like that was like comparing, saying like this is, this is what we could be. We could, you know, keep growing, growing, and growing, and then eventually we'll be, could be eventually at like that peak and win a MLS Cup. And it won't take like it doesn't, isn't it doesn't take one season to like completely overhaul a, uh, a franchise. It, it takes a little bit. Each year to keep growing.
0: Yeah, it took Atlanta two seasons to Okay, won okay, come. okay. <laughs> <laughs> and it'll take LAFC two seasons yeah, to whatever this got But anyway. Not
1: everyone's those teams and there's other ways to win it and yeah. get there. Yeah, we're no Atlanta LAFC. Yeah. But um Yeah, going on social
0: media, kinda of reading comments, um, as the team like put out thanks to the fans and those little posts, I did feel like there was a different Kind of vibe around all the comments. Usually, it's I go there and then just get really mad
1: and, and angry a lot of at like negativity and yeah. like yelling about you know things this that went that. wrong or should have. They, they we should need have a ten. We yeah. need a
0: striker. Blah blah blah. But most of it was, you know what? We had a pretty good season, and thanks for a great season, Union, and we exceeded all expectations. Look forward to next year. When usually it's like why. Why should I ever buy season tickets? And it's, yeah, or, and it's just like people yelling at each other. And yeah, it's, so just, it's, it's really was, kind of vicious. And It was nice kind of reading through those comments and kind of walking away and be like, okay, humanity's not all against yeah. the union. And like, we're still
1: like super sad. We wish we could just get more out of this season and, and go yeah. get further. But like, and it, it this loss really did suck. It, it and of, the other
0: thing that sucks is we would be hosting on Wednesday yeah. had we won. Yeah. So that game was yeah. for our home. Eastern Conference Championship game. Yeah, so that that kind of hurts a little it's more. Us. Yeah, and when we watch now, we have to watch another game in Atlanta. I'm kind of sick of watching. It in yeah, they got a great atmosphere, but I've seen it enough. Yeah, it's been three seasons. How long do they have to be around? I don't know, man. Maybe they'll get relegated. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, so let's get into Pro Rel. No, just <laughs> kidding. Just kidding. Um, you do you want to go into that that
1: there? Huh? What? The bowl, the season recap. Are yeah, gonna, let's let's do let's talk about some moments. Yeah, let's it's kind just kind of briefly, briefly. Yeah, let's get into yeah our season recap. Um, we yeah, like we said, it's been a, a really great year at for Union fans. This 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 year gave us so many great moments, um, so many great games. Like it, it was a the one of the most exciting, probably I I, would, I would consider probably the most exciting Union season. I, I don't know. I can remember. And I, I feel like there's a lot of things to to a lot of positives take away from it. So I I want to just maybe kind of sit you know sit on the sit on those kind of feelings and and discuss kind of what we uh what we what we got out of this year.
0: Yeah. So so just a precursor to some of the off season stuff, we are going to have an episode where we go into three three big moments of the year and really deep dive into them. Yeah. But some quick little moments. Um, what was one of your favorite moments
1: on or off the field from this year? Um. Okay. So one that like jumps to mind, which is maybe a lesser moment in the grand scheme of things but it was just a really really cool fan moment i would say and it was um it was the home game against houston which was, was a pretty forgettable game on the field it was like a 2-1 game it was that like weird like jack elliott face okay. goal um that i think that that was the winner but there's a the the coolest thing was uh and it was like the 85th minute or whatever um it was the, the keystone state ultra chant doing the, the like it was like the Macarena chant that got like the whole stadium going like the Sha la Union or Philadelphia then it kind of went from Keystone to Sun to Ben Keystone to Sun to Ben and then like kind of spread section to section like it went almost to the whole stadium and it was just like the coolest moment where we're like we're in this game and, and after that like that chant just kind of spread throughout the whole stadium and I feel like it, was, like it was like we knew we're gonna lock this game and it was like a one goal game I was like there's no way we're not going to we're not going to uh, win this game now. Absolutely. Like, just feel it cuz we get that kind of feeling. It was just like really really cool moment as a fan just being at the stadium and to hear this kind of organic chant growing and and taking over. It was really cool.
0: Nice. I was not at that game. I know. So, yes, but I'm yeah. glad that was one of your favorite moments. Yeah. Um, yeah, one of my favorite moments was uh every podcast we do together. Shut huh? up. <laughs> <laughs> um Uh, Side note, looking for a new uh, podcast host. Don't have to be my brother, but um, anyone's welcome to join me. Yeah, good luck figuring out the computer. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Yeah, one of my favorite moments, I really... So this is kind of selfish, but I enjoyed the the Minnesota game for us because we made that into a trip, and we ended up winning on the road, and that was just one of those games where we were uh, really fighting off. It was a real... uh, Gritty, gritty performance. Yeah. Lots of guys kind of throwing themselves in front of the ball. And we were outshot, and we pulled out a victory. Austin Trusty scored the game-winning goal. I was wearing his jersey at the time, so that was kind of a cool moment for me. And, uh, yeah, I mean, we just, we just put together a night, neat soccer weekend that weekend. So yeah, that, that was, was one of my favorite moments in yeah. the yeah. fact that the Union came away with a victory. Because we haven't seen too many victories on our away trips. We've seen that was a couple, the first one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so not too many, as I say. Uh, what was your favorite goal for the year? Um, I actually didn't prepare for this, so you go first. Okay, so my favorite goal uh, would be one of the ones I think took the most talent in the biggest moment, and that was against Atlanta, the Casper goal. Where oh, the yeah. ball came across, and he just ripped it near post by Guzan. Yeah, um, yeah that's pretty good. Runner-up, actually, might be also Brendan Aronson's first against Guzan. I just love that. It was kind of a monumental shift in the union season, yeah. going from two losses to tying Atlanta on the road with um that young homegrown player put one by the national team keeper. Nice. So yeah, Casper's against Atlanta is my number one and Aaronson's against Atlanta
1: in the first game, not his second one, um is my number two. Nice. I think I think the favorite goal for like that easy answer would be the Fabian Winning oh. goal, like I feel yeah. like that's like obvious okay. number yeah. one. But yeah, let's let's that. go. F- yeah, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna have <laughs> it. Like it, I forgot to say, like we should just put that one aside because that's yeah. obviously like yeah. you know best goal unit history. Right. But so, uh, uh yours uh, is the Fafa one right before that. <laughs> I mean, I mean that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But I was I was gonna say the the Bedoya goal to beat FC Dallas. Yeah. Co- combo with with Elsino. That was kind of mm-hmm. like this, the 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 first. I don't. know. It kind of like started the whole Elsenio m- movement. I don't <laughs> know. Like the super sub Elsenio, like take this guy seriously once he comes up onto the field. Like that was kind of the first uh, like real kind of moment like that from Elsenio. And that obviously like the Bedoya goal, um, winning that game was was pretty great. We were, we were at that one, so that was fun. Yeah. Oh, okay. So
0: more runner ups. Um, possibly more I lo- that I like more. Uh, <laughs> Elsenio <laughs> against Red Bull. The where he split the defenders and then kind of. Outside of the foot, kind of deflected off a defender with yeah. a far post. That one was sick. I was sitting like right in that corner. I think one oh three was the section and just had a great view of that. Um so that was a big one. Uh
1: then um I do love Aaron's second goal. Yeah. It was just like a it was a goal where he shouldn't probably shouldn't have shot that. It, like Casper. I think it was Casper running Casper next He had like him. a good look. But he just kinda he just ripped it and I loved seeing that kind of uh decisiveness to just no, he. Was, I feel like he just knew he was going to rip that ball, yeah. and, and that's what kind of what you want to see more moments from him. Uh, and yeah, it was just a great goal.
0: Yeah, there's a couple. Uh, another one that I'd say people probably not probably would not remember as they think about this season. David Akam. He had, he had one or two really good ones. He I think two. against Columbus. He had two against Columbus. Yeah, uh, one particularly where he kind of like brought the ball down in the box and made a cut to the left, like cut to the right. Oh, and I think that was like, actually in
1: Cincinnati okay yeah yeah
0: um and then like kind of fought its way through the keeper mm-hmm. into the far post
1: yeah that was a good one
0: yeah and and that was just one that people probably won't remember
1: because he's not with the same right okay one more okay um it was uh the game winner against toronto it was, like at toronto at toronto okay. it was like, Tell me like about it was a one. great like fast break between montero and casper and it was just like it was just like three like on point passes yes. like right yes. between them and like this, the, the final ball from Montero to Casper was just like this perfect ball between like two or three defenders, like the, in the smallest window. And mm-hmm. then it, it was just like the most well executed, uh, counterattacking goal. And it was, it was pretty great to see.
0: Awesome. Nice. Uh,
1: any more? Let's just maybe move on.
0: Um, yeah. I guess we, I remember one more U.S. Open Cup, uh, Fontana scoring late. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, now, unfortunately, we gave up two right <laughs> after that. But that moment, what I was a like, "Weird game, but yeah. yeah, that was a really fun one." Yeah. Just because we like, we like, we're Fontana fans, too. and we were at that one as well. Yeah, yeah, we're fans. Did you fans of Fontana? Fans Fontana. Fantana. Fantana. Fan, font, fanta,
1: Fonta. <laughs> um, okay, so let's. I don't know. Maybe kind of open this. up, make it kind of more of a general conversation. Macro, as I say. Macro. Yeah. <laughs> Where do we stand compared to last season? Then? So yeah. So. <laughs> looking like just last season ended it was a much more sour note we lost nyc back-to-back in yankee stadium uh it was really kind of fresh way to end a year and but then like it was the whole well this is the start of the ernst tanner you know era right. uh, you know it was he was signed in that that like last the, the august leading into the the all that all season so it was kind of a lot of like What's gonna happen? I think I'm pretty hopeful. This guy seems pretty smart, but we really have no idea. Right, right. What's gonna right. happen? Is is curtain gonna come back? Are, are we gonna play a whole new system? Like, what so players? There's a, lot, come... a lot of
0: question marks. You're saying right,
1: but possibly a lot of hope. And and this year, I feel like there's a lot less question marks. There's still plenty of question marks, but a, a lot more kind of established. Yeah, I feel some like stability t- from the top. Right, and and yeah, like obviously with Tanner and Curtin, they seem like a pretty you know cohesive uh you know partnership and then you know albright and all them but then also like we're kind of moving we kind of have a style kind of figured out maybe maybe leaning more towards a 4-4-2 next year i feel like that we'll probably see that a little more mm-hmm. uh established and more players uh might be more tuned to that kind of uh, uh playing style but i just feel like this year we're probably a little more um yeah, well, I don't know established. Yeah, we yeah, I'm trying I'm waiting for your point here. I don't know. So like what? <laughs> I I just feel like w- compared to last season I feel like this is we're kind of in, in a much better spot. Yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, I agree. I feel like our our general trend is going upwards. I feel like uh
1: growth is the word that's that's probably what I should have been saying.
0: Yeah, no, but <laughs> but you really stumbled your way through the last minute of talking. That's what so happens. That's how I do it. I like that. Um so maybe we'll see some growth from you uh next year. Hopefully. No, nah, just 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 Josh. Yeah, and that Andy. won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, last year definitely ended on a sour note. And that was that was kind of something we were talking about comments in section uh sections of like just like happy posts from the union would be all why do I need to buy t- season tickets? Right, well, this this is not worth my money. Remember, not... they
1: did like the jersey tag thing, which was oh, like yeah. a really cool uh, like fan yeah, yeah. engagement thing, and then everyone just like ripped it because so people were so dissatisfied dissatisfied with where the team was.
0: Right, and and I think this year, if they came out with that, people would definitely be, I mean, not specifically the jersey tag, I mean they would, but uh, more positive and people, there's just a brighter outlook instead of the sun going down. I feel like the sun's coming up on this team.
1: Right and i feel like another big um like a telling point to to that point is uh the the stadium atmosphere we had a lot of like sellouts sellouts uh, most i feel like most of our home games were sellouts right mm-hmm. like or at least especially at the end of the year like the atmosphere of the playoff game and the games the last Leading couple of home g- home mm-hmm. playoff home games going to the playoffs were like huge huge crowds like great atmosphere the stadium was bumping it was it was something we haven't seen in years and i feel like that that kind of it proves that point that like this team is like moving in the right direction,
0: right? And it's not necessarily about Chester; it's about having a team that shows promise, right? Like it doesn't. Right. We don't. I mean, yeah, everyone There's would want. There's plenty wanna,
1: of stadium talk that we can get into, but
0: yeah, yeah, we'll save that for. Uh, um, I don't know. All fair. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, so yeah, I think we're definitely moving in the right direction, uh, and yeah, it just feels like a different kind of loss when we, when I lost when we lost. I, just, I wasn't like nervous to check my phone or like have our dad text us and talk about like, uh oh, man, this team's crap. We need to fire blah blah blah. Yeah. But it's kinda like we're like, okay, we made a lot of growth. We we showed promise. We played some good
1: soccer. And uh we kind of see the direction that we're Yeah, we're and sailing. we can work off of this. This isn't yeah. like us st- after the season start from scratch and see what happens next year. It's something to, to work off of. Yeah. Although
0: we'll see with all the players that are going in and out. Sure. We're kind of starting. Anyway, we'll get into that later. Um, yeah, so, I guess positive vibes after a loss? Um, weirdly. I mean,
1: on a macro level.
0: On a macro level? Yeah. On <laughs> <laughs> a lot of micro, it still sucks to not be, uh, watching any more Union Soccer. Yeah, for sure. But, at least you got us, the Doopie Brothers. And we're going to take a break, and after this, you get some more Doopie Brothers. talking about some transfers. It's crazy, this list of players. You're going to hear some names that it's like, oh yeah, I forgot they were with us at the end of last year. Um, and then we'll go into some other stuff. League's Nation? Are you for real? What? Nations League? Nations League. Nations League. All right, guys, come back and find out about Nations League. <laughs> hey, guys, Doobie Brothers Podcast here, back with AJ and Luke. Um, oh, Did you want to say and? Luke. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay. So <laughs> we're going to talk about – So just interestingly, thinking about, like, on the year is Ernst Tanner. I guess this one's going to be on Ernst Tanner. A lot of guys he's brought in this year. And then a lot of guys have left since this time last year. So, um, I guess, do you want to start with ins or outs? Yeah, l- yeah, we're gonna s- talk about like positives, negatives, like net gains,
1: net right. losses, and, and dead we'll, weight, living we'll, weight. We'll kind of wait to like talk about who we think isn't going to come back next year. Who do you think we kind of need to replace next year? Like kind of wait for that kind of speculation talk to like maybe a little later into the off season. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep Talking. this about this current or yeah, this previous, previous year kind of recap yeah. this year before we get into all that kind of stuff. Right. Right.
0: Right. So, um, let's talk about the ins. No, let's talk about the outs. Let's talk about the outs.
1: Cause that's yeah. kind of more interesting. Yeah,
0: I think so too. So the biggest one's going to be Jake McGuire, our third <laughs> string keeper. We lost, let, let him go. His yeah. option was, but let me just run through this list of names. Um, and a lot of blasts from the past. Yeah, it's just kind of fun. So Jake McGuire, third string keeper, Richie Marquez, Josh Yarrow, Marcus Epps, Adam Najem. I'm ready for this one.
1: Jay Simpson. I saw his jersey on eBay for $300. Only, Only
0: $300. $300. Now, that must have been signed, right? Oh, yeah, of course. It was signed. He was that all more? of his jerseys? <laughs> 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 all of his jersey. <laughs> um. <laughs> Uh, John McCarthy Bork Dutch call Fabian Herbers Keegan Rosenberry CJ Sapong David Akam Derek Jones My computer's
1: frozen I can't scroll down I <laughs> will <lower. laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll take over uh, Carlos Miguel Cornell <laughs> oh, You yeah. saw in Champions League And Corey Burke Oh, cool. I didn't miss too many. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> you want so, to go to the ends, or are you still figuring that? Uh, I still got the spinny thing. All right. Um, I'll, I'll take it. Over. I'll take it. Over. So,
0: hold on, so oh, okay. let's talk about the outs. So um, you mentioned dead weight earlier. Uh, yeah, and we, we lost a lot of dead weight. Um, I don't want to say who was the most dead weight, but... Who oh, Jay was... Simpson. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. That, he hit that game where he scored two goals. Yeah. Um. So which of these players, let's say top three, if you could have three back... And I'm listing. I'm. I'm actually. It's kind of like this group, all kind of in that list. Yeah. If you go three back, what
1: three would you choose to uh, bring back? Number one for sure is Dodge Call. Mm-hmm. Um Number two, I would, I would go with um, Rosenberry. Mm-hmm. And then the next one's a, a little more tough, but then I, I think I would go with the Cam. Cam. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I feel like he just. Yeah. I mean, he still has a knack for goal, and yeah. He scored what four for us this year. Right, yeah. He, yeah, he didn't do well.
0: I mean, didn't do bad. <laughs> he's awful. <laughs> then he got traded like twice, though. Like, was yeah. a weird year for him. Yeah. Uh, so, he, currently he's what? At uh, Columbus before going
1: to Nashville? Oh, I think he's like already at Nashville. Oh, okay. He's already at Nashville. Or like, I mean. I mean, yeah, no He's one's not Cl- playing for that. No one's but at Columbus right now. Yeah. He's in Nashville. He's
0: in Nashville. So, yeah, my three would also be Call, Rosenberry. But then I'd actually take Derek Jones back. That's interesting. Just as a a guy either behind Bedoya or behind Harris. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, I think that's not a bad um, uh, depth piece. I guess. Now, I guess. Did you see the goal that Derek Jones just scored for Nashville? It looked pretty good. Yeah, it was. He like received the ball. Now he's playing. He was playing high up the field, right? And he received it, beat a couple guys, and fought off the last defender to
1: slide it by the keeper. That was a pretty sick yeah. goal. I feel like he's had a couple goals like that for Steele when he, you know, was with Steele. Like he, he's had some nice goals with them. He just, I don't know. Yeah, maybe we just didn't give him enough chance and for the Union, but. I mean, I, I think know. everyone was always calling for a little more Derek Jones, but yeah, I, there's. I mean, there seems like there is some off-field stuff with him, so hopefully, maybe, maybe he can you know really put it together in Nashville. Yeah, kind of a wild card who I wouldn't mind seeing again. We
0: Marcus Epps. I know he's playing with uh, mm. Red Bull. Red Bull 2. Um, I I just thought he was
1: he was a pretty decent player. Yeah, I mean I, another one we shouldn't leave off is Corey Burke because oh, potentially yeah. be back. That's we don't really know what's happening with him, but. Right he was definitely a you know a big offensive uh, piece. Um and so let's talk about the ins. All right. So I think I can
0: see almost all of them, so I'll point to you when I'm all out right. of my list. All right. So first in was Brendan Aronson, whose contract started at the new year. Sergio Santos, our big striker signing in the off season. Matt Fries, a homegrown, a really in Colin, you know, the veteran backup. Cornell, Wagner, Fabian Montero, Galena, Vooten, R.J. Allen, and <laughs> Joe Bendik. And Joe Bendik. one more. knew <laughs> I was <that's> just one. <laughs> um, and so overall in the ins, I mean, I see a lot of guys who were difference makers this
1: year, who we leaned upon at different times, like not fully, but just at different times. There weren't any blatant misses. Like I would say, guys. Like I, I guys like R.J. Allen and like I don't know, like Lena right, still... aren't playing, but like right, okay. Yeah, I, I, I guess Vutin may be the biggest. Mess. That was I was always gonna okay. say. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know. Give him another like. I feel, I still feel like he has potential to, if he sticks around. I get a full off behind him. You're always you're always about that. MLS is hard to come into. Like, a full off season, he played a full season and then went straight into another season without a break. Like that's I
0: literally a, do that. In indoor soccer, okay. One season ends; next one starts next week.
1: That's okay. Just I'm scoring like enough enough five of, goals a game. Enough of that. <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> but I off. feel like he. I feel like he. Like he scored what, like twenty goals in the, in a season last year, like, or something like that for for Sandhausen. So I, I feel like there's still a lot of potential with him, and and hopefully I still give him the benefit of the doubt. But the rest um, of these guys, yeah. though, like they're they're still like they're solid pieces. They're, they're we we yeah, brought definitely. in a lot of quality. Yeah,
0: definitely guys we leaned on. Even Colin, he had his his moment where we kind of leaned sure. on him. Freeze, we leaned on him for a little bit. Cornell got his time. So like, of the keepers we had brought in, even though we had a bonafide fide number one, we had guy backup keepers who we leaned on and they
1: performed very well.
0: Yeah, and the guy who didn't Joe Bennick is like an
1: established MLS goalkeeper. Right. Like,
0: yeah. We have like goalkeeper depth was pretty uh, pretty solid. Um. Yeah, of that group, I guess. Yeah, uh, you mentioned Alan and Galena were kind of the only guys that weren't really used. Galena, he made an appearance, right? He got into a game, I think.
1: Um, I can't remember. Yeah, he, maybe this. I mean, I feel like the Open Cup. You feel like you did.
0: Well, yeah, everyone did. Um, <laughs> they played but, with twenty guys. <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he got into a game. But he's also like a really young guy. Who's yeah, yeah, you're not expecting much. Yeah. Um. So yeah, yeah definitely as a let's between innies and outies we're in the positive right oh for however, sure yeah. however that measures out
1: yeah like we lost guys like like Mar- Richie marquez like i thought he was a great he did he, he had a really solid career with the unit, but now he's like a cop like Oh, it is was, he really? I think so. Oh, where? At? I I think in the PA area. I'm not. I'm not positive where exactly, but I think like he's not playing soccer anymore.
0: Oh, sick man. Well, if you got pulled over as Richie Marquez, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I'd be like, yo, I was at your first professional game with Eden. He'd be like, cool man, you're under arrest <laughs> for being too cool.
1: Uh-huh. Um, yeah, so I don't know. And a lot of guys like going in USL or you know, kind of fringe guys. Yeah, not exactly guys who are MLS quality. Right. There's what, like right. Rosenberry is is one that's like. He played every minute for Colorado. Like he, I guess he I feel like he was a pretty crucial role to, for them. So, you know, I, I guess yeah, he was an exception. Guys, and sopong had a good year.
0: Yeah, Herbers, he was playing. So about, well, like four or five of those guys are still MLS quality players, right? Um, and yeah, I, I think the guys we brought in are MLS and more. So yeah, I think, for I sure. think, yeah, all, all together a net positive on the Ernst Tanner transfer tracker. All right. Pres- presented by Audi. <laughs> oh, we didn't do an Audi Player Index for the
1: Atlanta game. Oh, that would have been sad, probably. Yeah. Um. So, do they have an Audi Player like season indexed? Because that would be interesting. Oh yeah. Like, like a rounded, like or average guy. or something. Yeah. Uh, we'll get our our stats guide to round up. Every, presented by Hyundai. <laughs> every
0: player's game. Never. Uh, let's move on. We'll crunch the numbers. <laughs> um. So so I had this idea going over our expected. So for each position, goalkeeper, defense, midfield, and offense, going for the grade at the end of the year compared to what we would have expected at the beginning of the year. Okay, so at the beginning of the year, we would have expected this position to get this as a grade, standard school grades, A, B, C, D, F. And then how did it actually end up? Okay, so you with me? You with yeah. me on this one? Yeah, I follow. All right, so I'm gonna start with goalkeeper. I I expected this to be an A. We got Andre Blake. Andre starts with an A, um, and I, I mean there was no reason to think that he was gonna be anything but an A. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that, I mean, and
1: goalkeepers, you know, age well. Right, he's still mm-hmm. he's still he's kind of getting in. I guess you would say he's in his prime years right now. So the, yeah, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Um
0: Grant, we had he he was not available for some, and so Freeze and Cornell stepped in. They performed decently. Uh, I'd say better than decently. I think they performed real well. Yeah. But although at the end of the year, I gave them a B for goalkeeper. I think I think they did not perform as well as expected. Particularly the main guy Andre Blake. I don't think he was normal Andre Blake.
1: Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot less kind of Andre Blake like, ridiculous shot-stopping moments this year than compared to previous years.
0: And there were more moments that were like, oh, I can blame that on the keeper, which usually I feel like we see in Chicago, since they're like, oh, Sean Johnson, I feel like they always have goalkeeper mistakes. Right,
1: right. Yeah, and his distribution just has still hasn't improved too much. We're um, kind of hoping that, that it's gotten better this year, going into this year, but really... It was still a, a, a big weakness of his. I do
0: remember one, one hot. Hi- I guess this would be a highlight of his, where he had the ball at his feet, offensive player running at him, and he did a pullback behind his, with his right foot behind his left foot to go to the left. Kind what was, of like,
1: what was that LAFC? It may have been. I, I feel like he did something like that against LAFC in a pretty big
0: moment. Yeah, and it was like, holy crap, and then he survived it. So yeah. that's something. Yeah. But, yeah, so I give the end of the year grade for goalkeeping a B.
1: Um, Possibly generous grade. Yeah, that might have been generous. Yeah, I know there's, there's maybe some recency bias, but it's also like you know in the biggest moments you kind of faltered, so that's that's a that's a major factor.
0: Update: I just made it a B minus. Oh, all right. So we could keep talking and it down <laughs> to a C. I guess it was pretty average actually. I guess if you're going C average, yeah. Oh crap, we are still talking about it, so it is now a C. Oh no. I'll I'll, I'll give it a C plus. I'm not going any lower. Okay,
1: let's start moving on let's, so we don't.
0: All right, defense, defense. At the you, beginning of the year, we definitely thought this was going to be. Kind of a weakness, right? You you specifically thought that we were going to be real weak,
1: yeah? Because uh, obviously r- losing Keegan Rosenberry was concerning. Um, we were hoping to maybe see Olivia and Bizo, and maybe even Matt Riel step in, and that it, even if they did, that would have been still pretty uh, a suspect fullback starting pair. Uh, but like, it was kind of like all right, let them go, young kids go. Um, we ended up seeing obviously Kai Wagner and Ray Gattis, which turned out to be a lot better than we expected um obviously kai Wagner, we had no idea who he was going to the season we thought maybe he'd be like a steel guy again or like a backup to to real or like you know a just in case kind of start but um ended up being obviously a a really great pickup and then our our center mids or our center backs um what maybe wasn't what we expected from the year we thought mckenzie was gonna pretty pretty solid throughout the year but he had you know a lot of of injuries, a is and like yeah, random stuff that um kind of derailed his his year. But I mean, Jack Elliott stepped up in a, in a pretty, pretty major way. Uh, I don't know what, what what was your take on the, the defense?
0: Yeah, I and so I ended the year giving them a B minus. Um, I think they outperformed our left side was pretty solid. Center backs were pretty solid. Granted, when Colin came in, he had a couple of games and then a couple weak games. Trusty came, uh, played a lot of the year had. I think he had a lot of good games, but then he definitely had some moments. Yeah, it definitely um, declined and, and yeah, it's kind of like weird. Like no one really knows what happened and how hard he fell off. Was not even making eighteen, right? And then Ray, uh, I think he was pretty average to low, below average for a lot of the year, but then recency bias, as you say. Mm-hmm would kind of bring him up because in the
1: playoffs, he was one of our better players yeah, for those two big games. Definitely, Even the Atlanta game, I know he had the, the turnover to create the second goal, but he still had a uh, a, he had a, a good pretty game. good game. He like, seemed up for it. While yeah. most
0: players were tired, he definitely seemed up for it.
1: Yeah, he never is, faltered in, in energy or, or fight.
0: Yeah, it's cool to see a guy who's been with the team for so long and a staple to our lineup to be like that. Um, but I still think you know, I think it's kind of general consensus that right back is an area where we can upgrade. Yeah. But that might just be, we might already have the upgrade. And in Bezo, we might already have our right back in Gaddis for all over know for Issa next Rain year. Rain could, you know, jump up. Oh, man. Years. Yeah, shout out to ya. the podcast namesake. Yeah. Um, our midfield, initially to start the year, I would put it at like a B. Um, we know is what he's going to do. Um, who was our starting? So, Fabian, did we got him at the beginning of the year? Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So, we had Fabian. So, he, he, we had high expectations for.
1: Oh, but then, um, Montero, we didn't get him until a few weeks into the yeah, season. Yeah, it was kind of delayed getting him in. Cause even when we signed him, it took a couple of weeks to like get the like whatever paperwork done with like Mets to get that loan like yes. figured out. It took a while. So, I guess what? We had like Fafa and a com playing
0: the wing. Um, but then the one guy who who began the year and really thought uh, he was going to be a liability and not have a great year was Harris. We even left him unprotected right. in oh, the yeah. expansion draft last year. Um, so we thought he was going to be a big liability. So between like Harris, Fabian, Bedoya. We
1: were definitely lower in Bedoya, too, going into this year. Yeah. He definitely – people. there's a lot of doubts about him. But we also knew they all had quality. So we, I kind of started them just at a B.
0: Uh, not a – I would say still slightly above average. I think Fabian, at the beginning of the year, the thought of having Fabian would bring us above average. Right. Um, but then I actually ended him with a B plus, And the reason being that I think Montero came in, which we didn't have at the beginning of the year. So Montero was a plus. Yeah, Fabian didn't perform as highly as we expected, but we also included into the mix Aronson,
1: who... Um, Outperformed as a homegrown, and Fabian still had the second most goals in the, of the team. Yeah, like he fair. scored goals. Like we we got we, that was kind of one of the mainest biggest reasons we got him mm-hmm. was to get him to score goals. Um, he was, but a bunch he, were PKs though. Yeah, uh, yeah, he was kind of more of a a Roland Allberg than a you know Barnett Dodge called type don't, player.
0: Don't get me started on Roland Allberg. <laughs> I'm gonna lose some friends <laughs> no, here. Yeah,
1: so he was. I mean, he was more of a shooter than like a the complete number ten type player
0: and then uh Harris and Bedoya also outplayed um kind of their expectations for oh, the year, for sure. I'd say. Yeah, I mean yeah, I like mean you, Harris for sure. Yeah,
1: like is, like you said like we were really low on him, really concerned about his ability to play this new Tanner press. And and I'd say a lot of that growth um would go to credit
0: uh Tanner and Curtain for their coaching abilities and ability to kind of protect and put players in
1: positions to succeed. Yeah. And and, and also just credit I mean Harris. Like he, he works his butt off playing like working that um when they when they asked him to play the press he I think he did pretty yeah. well. Like yeah. he played every minute of the, of the of the season. Like Yeah. That's that's something we didn't expect from a player of that age and in this kind of system.
0: Right. Right. So then moving into the offense going into the season. I had to start at like a C. Didn't really know What we had at that point, what we were starting with, Akam, Fafa, Burke,
1: this guy, Casper. Right. There's a lot of like, and this guy, Santos. Yeah. Possible, like possible combinations that we thought might be good, but we weren't really sure about anyone. Yeah. Uh,
0: We'd just traded Sapong, who to date had been our leading, uh, who had the record for the most goals scored, but last season wasn't too hot. Mm -hmm. Burke. We thought might have a good season, a calm. We were hoping would have a better season
1: than last. Um, Santos was a big. Santos had, was our a, big. Had hope. a big uh, a price tag next to him, so we thought maybe he'd you know take over the the, the goal scoring role.
0: Yeah, but a lot of unknowns. So we, I just kind of had them sitting at a C kind of average. Not really sure what we we're going to get out of them. And then I I ended us at an A minus. So one of the, I guess bright spots. We we scored more goals than ever, right? Yeah, we had. Fifty-eight goals for, so that's. I think that's that was our our Is most our ever in a record. Yeah, um. So that was more than ever. We had a guy Casper who I was very. I mean, like we've already said, we weren't really sure about him, as our leading goal scorer, second highest in team history. Santos came on at the end. Uh, obviously, a common Burke left. We brought in Vooten which was kind of not anything, but yeah. the guys who were scoring goals. I think exceeded expectations yeah and, and yeah
1: faFA played a, a pretty major role, mm-hmm. not always in goal scoring um but also- but like his press and his just work rate was really uh uh i don't know useful this whole year
0: yeah, a lot of this year's success came from that offense, not always scoring goals, but like you said with the press, and uh Fabian scored a lot of goals too, and he was often a part of that front yeah front pairing, also playing a front two rather than just a one four two three one mm-hmm. uh also plays a part into it so. Those are our grades. Um, the drop would be in goalkeeper, and the biggest rises would be offense, offense, and defense. So that's not bad. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, Union are not going home empty-handed this season. After all,
1: what what did they win? They got a couple of free T-shirts from the playoff game, which
0: is cool. We haven't had that before. Yeah. Uh, what else we? Got? I'm wearing one right now. Yeah, it looks great. It does. Um, it doesn't glow in the dark. I
1: <laughs> what? I thought it might glow in Why the dark. Why did you think that?
0: Because the snake and the words are in the like, the color of glow in the dark stuff. So <laughs> I took nice. Keegan into the bathroom and we got all excited. I turned off the lights and there was nothing glowing <laughs> on my shirt. I thought it would glow in the dark. It
1: looks like <laughs> play in play the play play a night game with no lights on and just <laughs> the fans. <laughs>
0: but it would be a cool thing. Glow in the dark T-shirt. <laughs> I, I guess they would have mentioned it rather <laughs> yeah. than making it a big secret, and that I would just discover. <laughs> but uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, me and me and my son Keegan were—I don't know—playing with light and dark. He got a flashlight, so he was <laughs> running around in the dark, and I thought my shirt might. Anyway, uh, we'll man, get into the union stuff. Gosh,
1: what the what nations league? Nations league. About it. Yeah, so um, where we didn't—we just missed uh, the Champions League qualification. Uh, Seattle beat us out for that one, but we are in nations. Uh, League Cup, not Nations League. I don't know what it
0: is. My my
1: career died. <laughs> We're um, a, it's like
0: League Cup, right? It's like Europa League, but between us and Mexico,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Not like a yeah. I guess Canada isn't involved, but it's 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 a it's a more legitimate competition than it was. um this year. Because this year it was just kind of like a mix of... It was just an like invite tournament. It was really random. It was only eight teams. Um, yeah, it was like... what Weren't the teams like Colorado and Chicago and... Um, LA Galaxy was one of them. And yeah, like yeah. only... I think LA Galaxy were the only team that like won their a first... Game. Yeah. Or only MLS team to win. And it was really just random. Um, but this year there's like an actual qualification to it. And so we qualify
0: with these teams in the East. It's four from the East, four from the West. Right. Us, Red Bull, DC, Toronto. And Toronto. So, all decent teams who made the playoffs. Right. And, and, and then then the West.
1: It's Salt Lake, Minnesota, Galaxy, and Portland Divers.
0: So, solid teams go in this tournament, and your Philadelphia Union are part of that. So, we do get an international competition with a competitive game.
1: Yeah. And then at the League MX has similar qualifications it's the 2019 Apertura, the 2020 Clausura. And the 2019-2020 Copa MX champions plus the top five teams from the combined League MX standings, who have not are already qualified for uh, for Mexico. So, give me your predictions for which Mexican teams we're going to be I facing. Don't, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll say predictions. But for But there are going to be teams that are decent, and it's yeah. going to be a good competition. It's going to be. I mean, it's still like we don't really know what this is, but um, it's something. It's something. It, it's it's an international competition that we're a part of. Yeah. Um, so that's that's cool. Maybe we'll go to Mexico to play, get some cool experience down there. Or a team will come up and we'll get a. It'll be, it could be a, a fun tournament, and, and it's yeah. it's better than nothing.
0: I right. don't know. It's still yeah. Yeah. Half the league is not playing in this. Right. So it's cool that we get to be a part of it. Yeah. yeah like Chicago, obviously we'd rather than Columbus, uh, Orlando. All you all you uh, teams aren't playing in it. I know you're not listening, but you're jerkwads. <laughs> so you're not playing in this.
1: Yeah. So like obviously we'd rather be in Champions League. Well, this is something. So it's I don't know. It's it's. Yeah, it's good experience. Yeah. Yeah, we keep saying it's something, so it's something. <laughs> it is a thing. Uh, so the are in that,
0: but that not this year. The only soccer that's left for MLS playoffs are we have two conference semi uh, two conference finals and then MLS Cup. So who are you rooting for so, in MLS playoffs now? What so, do you want to see?
1: Tell me. I mean, I want a western team to win. I don't really mm-hmm. care to have another eastern conference team win a championship. So in the West you have LAFC hosting Seattle. You got
0: that tomorrow night or tonight, whenever you listen to this. Yeah. At ten p.m.
1: So the way I, I'm like looking at this is I want to see either there's two matchups that I want to see. So okay. if it's I either want to see L.A. L.A.F.C. play Atlanta, so mm-hmm. I think that'd be just a really fun matchup. Or I want to see Seattle play Toronto. So okay. the opposite, just because that's the the third time those teams have played in the in the final. I think that'd be uh-huh. a cool. Like like MLS Soccer put an article that'd be like kind of like the Third of the trilogy, and and it kind of kind of recap that, or I don't know, you know, that just like a there's some history behind that kind of matchup. Yeah, recently yeah. recent history, but I think that'd be kind of interesting. So I want to see one of those two matchups. So if if it's LFC wins tomorrow, I want to see um Atlanta. Okay, I think that'd be a fun matchup.
0: Um, and who would you be rooting for in that game?
1: I guess LAFC I think Man. I think just you know they they kind of deserve the, the championship. That seems too good. It, it, it kind of just makes sense.
0: Right. So I'm, I'm definitely rooting for LAFC versus Atlanta, and I want Atlanta to lose. Um, I think that would make the best final. Yeah. I think, I think yeah, the final is be... always a chance to get eyes that aren't normally on MLS to so right. be watching MLS, and I think that cup would be a lot of fun. Uh, yeah, a couple years ago, it was Seattle and Toronto, and I was visiting some friends, and I kind of hyped up that game. And it was like the worst final in the history of finals. Right. And they all just kind of fell asleep watching it. It was like a 0-0. Zero, zero. And, and the next morning, they're like, did anything exciting happen? I was like, well, one of the keepers made a really good save. <laughs> and they were like, so you watched for 90 minutes and you saw one good save. And I was like, yeah, you don't have to watch soccer anymore. But I think this LAFC versus Atlanta game would That'd be, be a chance. that be exciting. Yeah. That's
1: um, a lot of high-priced players on the field. It'd be a... It'd be an LAFC, so it'd be like a really insane atmosphere. It'd be there'd be a lot of hype behind that one. Yeah, and I'd I'd like to see Atlanta lose. Oh, uh, me too, for sure. Okay. Yeah, I don't want I don't want uh, like I said, I don't want any Eastern team to win, especially yeah. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I'd,
0: I'd say my order of teams that I'm rooting for would probably be LAFC, Seattle. Toronto and then Atlanta,
1: right? Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. I think yeah. I think that's the right answer based on a Philly fan. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I don't know. Like I used to never really care for Seattle, but since Jordan Morris is like became a decent U.S. national player, I mm-hmm. think I'm I'm kind of like I guess warming up to them a little bit more. And I, I like I think it's cool that he's a uh, really random
0: but diabetic. Like seeing him like doing his little uh, blood sugar on the mm-hmm. bench. Like yep. I, I just think that's such a cool like spokesperson and. I, I don't Good know, role model for kids yeah. with that dealing with that. Yeah, that that is, yeah. that is a
1: cool um, factor. Yeah. Um.
0: So I guess the last thing we have to do is our, our we, we always have th- to do some We've got to do some predictions here. So we don't have a game next week, but we do have a game in the future. So my my thing is, or your thing is, I don't know who said it, but we're going to predict who will be our home opener <laughs> for the next season, based um, off of no knowledge, no knowledge, no inside. Other than the fact that we, it's multiple choice because we have, what, 27 teams to choose from now with uh, Nashville and Inter-Miami? That sounds like too many. Okay, so we'll go less than that.
1: I, was, I thought it was like 20.
0: Either way, it's multiple choice. I don't know. That many options. Yep. Um. So who do you think we're going to play in our home opener? Not just our opener, but specifically the okay. first game that we're going to see that at That we're all going to be at. We're all going to be Whoever
1: listening, us, it's going to be at this game. So what color can you not wear to the stadium well, you can never wear red. Never can wear red. But um, I'm gonna say we're gonna play Cincinnati. Cincinnati. Huh? Yeah. Okay. I
0: don't know. And who's gonna score? <laughs> no, no, no. We'll get to that. We'll get to that when they announce it. I think we're gonna play Mario Mario Balotelli. <laughs> oh, 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 I can't believe Cincinnati's getting Bellatelli. Um <laughs> I, th- I think we're gonna play Columbus. I think it's boring. And I think that's what MLS is gonna give us. Get that out of the way. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So. That's that. Um, so, at this point, you're wondering, man, what are the Doopie Brothers going to do next week now that they don't have a game to recap? Yeah. Well, don't worry. What are we going to do? What are we... Tell me. So, let's have... a um, You want to get... Uh, what about uh, getting some people on to join us for the podcast? Yeah. So, let's say, if, if you want to join us on the podcast, give us a shout. We'll get you on one week. Um, Zach, we talked to you last week about get you on, uh, so... How about next week? Let us know. Um, yeah, whatever schedules work. But yeah, that'd be cool. Um, some other guys on our list, just to let you know, um, we're looking to have Phil Moore come on talk about his experience writing about the U. Matt Ralph, we're talking about having you on. Gotta get the boss on. Gotta get the boss on. Um, should have mentioned you first. Our bad, <laughs> uh, Chris. If you're listening, um, we want to talk to you about what's what's like advertising with the U. And what what's your you, you've got U.S. soccer history all about you? Oh yeah um ready uniting we're gonna have a guy from you on and then uh mike thomas we would like to have you on as well you're you're so involved with all things soccer particularly with the union but any anyone else um oh we gotta have giant fo- giant football come on
1: oh yeah shoot man el parcero uh, el parcero yeah we gotta so, get him on we're gonna yeah we're gonna try to get some you just have some like fan interaction fan interviews nothing yeah. too serious oh, jeffrey mitchell
0: shoot oh all right let me oh gosh Kay. okay all right we're gonna have to talk it's gonna to, be busy off season yeah so we're gonna talk to mls see if they can push off the uh beginning of the season so that we can have enough podcasts yeah, we need at least we, like
1: five months to get all this
0: yeah we got a lot of friends out there so but if anyone else wants to hop on uh we are happy to have you um and reach out to us with an idea of what to talk about we've got some ideas and things we'd like to talk about but if you've got something different special some other take that you'd like then uh we are open. We're a podcast for the people.
1: Yeah, keep it fun, keep it engaging for fans. So whatever you guys like to uh, like to talk about, let's let's, let's do it.
0: Yeah, I know, I know you might be intimidated by our how professional we are about everything, but yeah, uh, you've heard me talk. It's not it's it's, <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. very low uh, low experience. Yeah. So um, yeah. So if you're still listening right now, you're probably one of those people who might be interested to come on. <laughs> so all, all two of you. All right, guys. Well, it's been a fun season. Yeah, talk to you next week, Mom. <laughs> All right, so let's go. Bye,
1: guys. <laughs>